back with another episode of Bully Ball. I'm Jason Aponte, joined as always by Steph Sanchez. Steph, you know, you go on vacation and you think that nothing's going to happen, and I, I can't really think of what we're going to talk about today. Did anything happen that was newsworthy? 49ers signed a kicker. Oh, they traded for a kicker. I know we're going to talk about that. Everyone, that's why everyone is here, like, to watch us, so to watch you rant about kickers. I don't care. Um, Steph, I was I was alluding to John Lynch's comments today at the owners meeting, which is far more important because it's a position that of value. Um, But yes, uh, you know, I'm I'm hanging out at a water park with Averly and I get a I get a tweet come across uh, from one of my notifications. Right. Like I've got notifications on for like Rappaport, Schefter, I believe my sports update. So I believe it was one of them. I can't really say they all uh, eventually got around to it. But don't let me tell you. Let's just roll the clip uh, so you guys can check it out. I think Brock has earned the right with the way he played that he's probably the leader in the clubhouse at that. You know, I'll let Kyle make those kind of decisions. But I know when we talk, I think Brock's probably earned that right to be the be the guy. If we were to line up, he'd probably take that first snap. And I'm um, really excited about where Trey is at with his uh, progress from his injury. Uh, he's been working really hard and, um, you know, uh, love the opportunity to be able to bring in Sam Darnold and his skill set. We think it's a really good fit. And uh, so we like that. We like that room a lot. All right. First of all, Steph, the real question that I have to ask on a scale of one to hungover, how hungover is John Lynch after being at the at the owners meeting for one day? Well, man was fighting for his life. He was clutching that that cup of coffee. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you if know, the, that's if... when it's bad. If the combine has taught us anything, if NFL events have taught us anything, it is that these guys are professionals. They are out all night and they get right up and they go straight to these things. And and it's just, it's really, really great to see. But yeah. So basically he was asked about the quarterback position. I think when he was asked at the combine, there was no timetable at all or anything like that. And now there's more of a timetable, including a more optimistic timetable, I believe, that came across. I'm not sure where that came from. You know, maybe we'll, we'll get it brought up. But my initial thought to that comment was, so what? I literally, what did you expect John Lynch to say? And I have two things before I pass it to Steph. One is, it's literally what they've been saying over and over. Not only him, every player, every every comment that anybody can ever make when they get in front of a microphone has alluded to this. And two, it's March. There will be no reason to take a comment in March when there's no training camp, nothing. So you mean to tell me, folks, that a comment in March on the 27th has you understanding that Brock Purdy has got this thing signed up, sewed up and done. That's it. It's done, right? Trey Lance can't do anything. Trey Lance could go 150 for 150, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions, and and it doesn't matter. They'll just say, remember when we said in March, it was always Brock? Well, that's the thing. Guys, there's betting websites that you go to right now where you can bet for the Super Bowl champion. There's a leader in the clubhouse for that, and that's going to change when things change. This feels like the biggest nothing burger in terms of what could have been said about a quarterback position that still has so much time to play itself out. I don't get it, Steph. Help me. Help me figure this one out. I mean, I'm on the same page as you with this one that for me, this was not surprising because everything that the 49ers have done and said since the season ended pointed to, at least in my opinion, 
that they viewed Brock Purdy as the leader in the clubhouse without having to say it. You know what I mean? To me, this was more of a formality because he was asked to actually say it. And because it was after the surgery, okay, then John Lynch felt a little more comfortable you know, to, to give that type of certainty, I guess, that if he's healthy, he'll be that guy. I think, you know, if he had the, the Tommy John, if he had that, that 12 month timeline, that makes it a little harder to say he's a leader in the clubhouse. Right. But knowing what they know that he's going to be ready closer to the beginning of the season, I think it's fine to say, uh, how could anyone look at what Brock Purdy did to end that season and think, he's not the leader of the clubhouse. You know what I mean? Like even Trey Lance himself, when he was on Rich Eisen uh, interviewed there, he kind of said the same thing. Like, yeah, like Brock Purdy balled out and I'm not expecting the job to get handed to me. That's not what I want. I think the the bigger concern that me and a lot of fans have is, is Trey Lance going to get a fair shot? That's what we're wondering, right? Because right now it doesn't look like it. It doesn't sound like it. Um, and I think that's that's all we want. We just want that. Like I, I have no, I have no dog in this fight. I don't care if Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or Darnold, for that matter, ends up being the starter in Week One and beyond. I just want Trey Lance to get a fair shot. I want everyone to get a fair shot. You know what I mean? I feel like Brock Purdy. He's had his time. Like he had the he he gave us his sample size. What has been Trey Lance's sample size? Not very large. So like give him a shot to, to, you know, show us what he has. And so based on that, I'd feel more comfortable making a long-term decision. But I mean, at this point, it's not surprising that, that John Lynch said what he said. Yeah. I hope all three quarterbacks have fun. That's all I really want. (laughs) My thing about this is this is there's the eight game sample size that we're going off of for Brock Purdy. Um, It felt like you hear players talk about, we've got a guy we've got. Okay. So that's good. Yes, and Trey Lance is going uphill in this battle, this competition. It's uphill. It's not an even playing field. It's not. But what if you mean to tell me that if Trey Lance goes out there, takes this jump, looks like he's worthy of the number three pick in training camp, does things that everybody who was excited for him to be a 49er, that it finally starts to happen, that they're going to say, no, you know what, man? Remember in March? When John Lynch said it on March 27th, they don't make decisions about the quarterback in March. That's why he said leader of the clubhouse at this point, which is what he is. Two things can be true. He's the leader of the clubhouse because of the way that he played, deservedly so, right? Even though 49er fans, I think you of all people should know about small sample size and being tricked. But That's for another day, by the way. But... It doesn't mean that it's done. Nothing is final in March. No reason to just say, well, this is done for Trey Lance. Does he have work to do? By far. Is it final? No, because there's no games being played in April. So all of this stuff feels like a nothing burger and something that is so much what we expected. Look, 49er fans can get into tizzies about almost everything, right? Almost anything. This one felt like absolutely nothing. I took nothing away from this that I didn't already expect, know, or use to predict. If you are taking a victory lap on this, you are A, showing your confirmation bias, and B, 
just jumping to conclusions now in March and just saying, well, you know what? They said it in March. That's it. You're going to keep pointing back to that. So what if? Because let's talk about realms of possibility, Steph. What if Brock Purdy doesn't come out the gates like the Brock Purdy we saw last year? What if the injury doesn't heal as fastly? What if he's not that guy that he was last year? And what if Trey Lance plays like the guy that they moved up all those picks for? And what if he's the best of the three? And there's undisputed fact of it at him at training camp, him in preseason, and possibly maybe some regular season games. And we're going to talk about the timeline because, uh, you know, Rob just sent in what actually was said. What if all those things, are they just going to say, well, in March 27th, John Lynch said this, so that's it. We're tied to that. Guys, let's remain fluid. Bruce Lee said it best. Be water. Don't be the cup. When you pour the water into the cup, you become the cup. Be water. March 27th is not the day that Trey Lance lost the quarterback position battle. Steph, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, all, I agree. And all those what-ifs are still possible, right? So we don't know what's going to happen. It's a fluid situation. Um, and, yeah, he, he is the leader right now based on what we've seen. The offseason program hasn't started yet. So, you know, they they haven't taken a look at, at Trey Lance this offseason yet and seen what he – looks like after his injury so we'll we'll see what happens I think the the more concerning thing for me uh I don't know if you saw Jay but I saw a clip of Ian Rappaport talking about John Lynch's comments right and not once in that small like I think it was like a one minute clip or something not once in that clip did he mention Trey mm-hmm. Lance he said Sam Bob's name yeah, exactly. After saying like Brock Purdy uh, is a leader in the clubhouse when he's healthy, he went on to say that's why they brought in Sam Darnold because if Brock Purdy is not ready by week one, you want a guy that's uh, has been there before, has the experience. Not once did he mention Trey Lance. I thought that was concerning because I don't know if he's hearing that based on something the 49ers have said, in which case – that's a little problematic, right? Because we're talking about the fact that Trey Lance hasn't gotten his fair shot yet. And like I said, it still doesn't look like he's going to get a fair shot, right? Like, and now we're hearing Sam Darnold's name um, as like the QB two, but we'll, we'll see. It's still fluid, right? As we've said, all these situations are very fluid last season. You know, we were talking about, or the media was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter again. And then look what happened. I mean, Trey Lance started week one until he was hurt. Right. So we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. All we do know is that these guys are on the roster. Um, You know, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with uh, Brock Purdy because I'm a little more confused about the timeline after John Lynch said that he's going to be ready to go by training camp. I don't know what he meant by that. What I think he meant was he's going to be ready to participate in training camp, which is not the same thing as fully cleared. Because when you're fully cleared, you're ready to take hits, you're ready to absorb contact, you are fully cleared. In training camp, you don't need to worry about getting hit. So you can practice, you can participate in practice at some capacity, maybe even a full capacity, without being fully cleared. So that's what I took it to mean. I thought it was problematic that he said that, though, because now there's a bunch of people, like, scratching their heads and being like, wait, like, so Brock Purdy's going to be ready by training camp? And then when he's not, everyone's going to be like, oh, but you said this. 
it's a setback. Like, I, I kind of wonder if tomorrow Kyle Shanahan is going to walk that one back a little bit because, yeah, walk it back. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I no comprende. That's so funny to me, Steph. Well, Lynch said March 27th he was going to be ready for training camp. Just remember. Remember this moment, guys. Remember it. And what Lynch said was he hopes that Brock would be ready for training camp. That would be four months after the surgery, which he has 17 days ago. That seems like he's got adamantium, and he's healing at an unreal rate at this point. There was a picture out floating on social media with him with a brace akin to RoboCop. But see how quickly things are changing? Six months. It's got to be six months. Well, now it's four months. But yet you expect me to believe on March 27th that this thing is sewn up now. This quarterback position is sewn up. It's Brock's job. Brock has no chance to regress, uh, not be the same guy. Trey Lance has no chance at, at playing very well and, and making this decision terribly hard. Guys, March 27th, please, I beg you, for the person who freaks out about a lot of things, myself, I am telling you, let's chill out. Let's relax. And I did find out that, that Ian Rappaport thing to be a little bit funny, too, when I listened to that as well. I was like, whoa, uh, kind of missing a guy here when you're talking about it. Just want to remind you guys. Sam Darnold, 90 combined interceptions and fumbles in 56 career games. It's almost like you have to try to have that many. That many. Crazy. Crazy for me. Steph, what a time. I mean, you know, you can go on vacation and still come back, and there's a whole bunch of things to talk about, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say this. There were other things that John Lynch talked about. Brock Purdy's timeline. Talked about Brock Purdy being the leader of the clubhouse. Okay, I think the more shocking thing was that there might be a chance that Brock Purdy has a chance to be ready for training camp. I think we all could have surmised that he's the leader of the clubhouse because of how well he played. God, I mean, like, what's hard to understand about that and what really sends everybody into it, Tizzy? But there was something else that he talked about that kind of has been whispered about in the Twitter sphere about Brandon Ayuk and a possible trade, right? Like, was, was this something that I heard today that he said that people, teams inquired about Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, and, and that shouldn't be surprising, right? Because there's a lot of wide receiver needy teams out there, and the wide receiver free agent market is not so hot, right? Like, mm-hmm. you look at these names and you're like, Ooh. You don't want Odell Beckham? <laughs> nah, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, not anymore, man. That dream is dead and gone. But uh, you know what I mean? I, I Brandon Ayuk, he's on the up and up, and I think teams are seeing that, and – I think they see that he hasn't reached his peak yet. So this is a good time to trade for him because he could probably be had at good value. Hey, John Lynch, what do you say? Uh, But, you know, I I think for the 49ers, it doesn't make sense. I know that at some point the 49ers are going to have to decide between Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. That's it. Like they're going to have to right? that fork in the road is coming up real fast. And so I think it makes sense for teams to call. Ultimately, if I'm the 49ers, which I'm not, but if if I were, <laughs> I I would go with Brandon Ayuk, right? For for several yeah. reasons. And we could get we can get into that, but you know, basically I, it, it, they're they're uh taking up his fifth year option. I think that tells you too, like, you know, they want more time to negotiate with him. And I, I think they're they're being honest when they say that they, they want to extend him. Yeah, the second thing that doesn't shock me at all is that teams are sniffing around Brandon Ayuk. What's shocking about that? 
I mean, you look at the guy, he's a budding superstar at, at the position. You look at a player who, if you say put him in a pass-heavy offense, he's probably a 1,500 guy, 10, 12 touchdowns, easy, right? Brendan Ayuk, always open, makes sense, still cheap, even though John Lynch said today, unsurprisingly, the fifth-year option is going to be picked up again. Um, if, it, if you know, I've, I've voiced this opinion a bunch of times. I don't know if this is going to be an and-or situation, but if you're making me choose between either Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, I want Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's a better route runner, a better wide receiver. Yes, absolutely. I think Debo is literally going to be able to fetch you a nice little, you know, return. His contract makes that hard because of, you know, the amount of money he got paid. But think about this. The NFL has been scouring the entire draft now, and they've kind of changed the way that they're evaluating players to try to find the, the next Debo Samuel. We need to find Debo Samuel. Like, we need to find that in here. And I think LaVisca Chenault is, and I think uh, Traylon Burks is, and I think this guy is. I think Okay, so you can get something for him, but give me Brandon Ayuk as a pure uh, wide receiver. I, I want Ayuk. And, and again, this isn't a and or because we don't know. They could probably make it work. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not good with salary caps, so I'm not going to jump into all that. But if it comes down one to the other, uh, yeah, give me Ayuk for real. I mean, at this point. Um, so, look. I'm not sure if there was anything else that was really said, Steph, that was really – I guess I guess there were other things that were said, but these seem to be the two huge things that yeah, have happened today yeah. um, besides that. So, I mean – I mean, Lynch also said that they they would listen if someone called for Trey Lance because he, he was asked about, uh, like, Trey Lance because everyone also wonders about that, right? Okay, if you're not going to use Trey Lance, if he's not going to be your guy – what are you going to do with him? And basically John Lynch said, we'll listen, which he says all the time, by the way, he says anytime he's asked, would you trade this player? That's always his answer. We're, we'll listen. We'll listen to anyone. Right. Um, which is pretty much to say like, don't be discouraged to call. But he also, he also did say we, we like Trey Lance on our team. So I, I don't know what happens. Would they be moved enough if they got a, an offer? I think they would. If it matched close to what they what they gave up for him, I think they would. But I don't think they, they would get that. You know what I mean? So in that sense, I think right now it makes more sense to just keep him around. Steph, here we go, because Rob's feeding it to us. This is a great question. He says he'll listen. And it seems mm-hmm. like, you know, they've always said, we'll listen to we'll listen on just about anybody. Mm-hmm. They're not listening if somebody calls about brock are they stuff but no one asks that no one uh-huh. is asking that's the mm-hmm. thing like and i i wonder that too because i was just on 49k pod and i was like yeah he always says like yeah we'll we'll listen but it's always for players who make sense for them to listen you know what i mean nah, all right now he's never me, been asked me, about bosa or anything like that so like let me ask you this so you said for a player that makes sense right and I get it, right? Purdy's injured and coming back from an injury, you don't know what you're getting, right? But do you think that it doesn't make sense for them to listen to Brock because they've already got it in their mind that they want him to be the guy? It's more likely that they listen to Lance because they can fetch something for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a little of both, right? Because clearly, uh, based on everything we talked about in the prior topic, that like it seems like Trey Lance is not going to get a fair shot. Okay, what then? You you're just gonna let them sit there while th- there are other teams that would be interested, right? So I think it's is more so from that aspect. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. That's it. Um, and 
let me ask you this. Does the comment that came out about Lynch asking, well, he said basically about right tackle that it seems like, again, the leader in the clubhouse is Colton McKivitz. Mm. That can change, right? Like, again, mm-hmm. doesn't mean on March 27th that he's going to start. But does it sound to you like the 49ers are done being in the veteran right tackle market? Or is this just something to, just in case things don't pan out the way that you you envision it or the best case scenario, you can always just say, well, we can always go back to McKibbitts and we, we publicly backed him. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it's, I mean, you look at the moves they've made recently and in general, after they made the big spl- splash move for Javon Hargrave, a lot of the moves have been second tier, third tier, you know, guys, like they're looking at depth. And so I think they're done looking at, you know, veteran right tackles. I don't think there's there are many good ones out there. So I, I think it makes sense. I think they probably draft a, a guy. Pro- maybe they even move up. I don't know. I still feel like that's in the cards because they're taking care of a lot of depth. You know what I mean? And so now they're in a real, real nice position to be able to move up possibly to the second. And if they like a guy that much, we've seen that they're willing to do that, right? So – um, I, I think that's a likely scenario for right tackle and they let McKivitz compete with that guy or they they've made it up in their minds that McKivitz is going to be the guy and they're going to groom that, right. uh, you know, that rookie right tackle unless he like just blows everyone out of the water. Well, you know what else I find interesting is that there might be a world where John Feliciano, who was just brought in, starts at guard and they kick Burford out to right tackle. Now, he did have some time in college yeah. at left tackle. And left tackle, right tackle, it's not like Madden. You can't just do that. I'm just saying, like, again, I think the 49ers are keeping all their options open. But I think, again, it's more about what Lynch said. If we were starting today, it would be Mm -hmm. this person, this person. That's where we are today, March 27th. And I think that's what I'm trying to hammer home when it comes to this. And about the trade-up, I did think that I found this part of what Lynch said very interesting in terms of evaluating prospects. And he said, from the bottom up, and that there's not too much difference from the top guys to where they're going to be drafting, which could read like we're good not trading up as well. I don't necessarily buy it because if there's a player who is falling and is is in their range and they can move up, again, they can always do that. This whole exercise of going through what he's been saying is literally a mindset as of March 27th. We can revisit this during training camp. We can revisit this when the season starts. And we can go back and write over BS, BS, told the truth, BS, BS. You're literally going to go back to all of these things. And how many of these things are going to come to pass? How many of these things are actually going to happen? I don't think that this is something where right now, obviously in March, we're starting to talk about the 49ers. And this is the first time that that you've kind of heard leader in the clubhouse, all that, even though John Lynch at the combine alluded to just as much mm-hmm. was so much of this is just, if we had a game this week, if we had a game next week, you don't. And there's so much more to do. So that's why this right now is a matter of fact in the moment answer to almost all these questions, but it doesn't tell you what's going to happen. That's my thing. Yeah. I mean, in, and like a lot of people have said, I mean, Kyle Shanahan talks tomorrow. Who knows what he's going to say, right? Like, are they on the same page on all this stuff? I I don't know, because a lot of the time it seems like sometimes they're not. You know what else is funny? Last year, 
around this time. Jimmy Garoppolo's not coming back. Can't happen. No way. Kyle yeah. Shanahan can't even mm-hmm. predict if people are going to be alive on Sunday. And Iconic. yet, and yet, right now, we are listening to one person speak, and everything that's being said about this team right now on March 27th is absolute fact. Will come to pass. There's no chance of anything ever happening. That's going to be different from this. I just think, I think that's that, that's the weirdest part. I think I mean it's it. That's all it is, though, right? It's just an indication of where their head is at right now. I think even they would tell you like these situations are fluid and like anything can happen. But as of right now, as of March 27th, the day that will go down in history, <laughs> you know, we're just we're just looking at it right now, and there's still so much that can happen. No as the world turns, as the world turns in 49ers land, in 49ers quarterback land, I will say this. I do feel for 49er fans who are frustrated that this quarterback situation during this entire time with Kyle and Lynch has still not exactly put themselves in a spot where you have a guy for sure. Mm-hmm. And and what I was talking about earlier about 49er fans and not biting on small sample size so quickly. Jimmy Garoppolo wins five games in 2017. Look how quickly so many of you were ready to just move on from him. Eight games of of Brock Purdy looked really good, and he put up points that hasn't been seen on the 49ers offense since Steve Young. But why are you so convinced now after eight games? Why is it, yes, that's the guy, absolutely, when you did this with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you should know better. You should know better. Everything should be, I'm optimistic. I think this will happen. I'm hopeful this will happen. But so many people are, he's the guy. He's the franchise guy. You said the same thing Mm -hmm. about Jimmy Garoppolo. The same thing. And why is he not more cautious? Because it just happened. It just happened. It literally just happened. 2017, five games. He gets the biggest contract at the time a quarterback has ever gotten. 49er fans are hopeful. Now we've got our guy. Fast forward two, three years down the line. Man, why did they pay him so much money right off the bat? Slow down, guys. Slow down. Let's let this play out. But I do understand your frustration for having been in here six years and still don't have a full grasp on who's the guy. I mean, thankfully, you know, Brock Purdy is barely on his second year and he's not due for an extension, right? Because if he were, they'd be throwing money at him right now. Um but no, I mean, it, it is very similar. And I felt like Matt Mayoko's question kind of alluded to that as well, because he he was pretty much asking John Lynch, well, is this with Brock Purdy sustainable? And to me, I think that was a, a direct question to you. You kind of did this with, with Jimmy Garoppolo and you saw what happened we, we looked at Jimmy Garoppolo's small sample size of five games and, you know, they thought this guy's barely scratching the surface. Oh, who knows what else he can do and really end up being his ceiling, you know? Um, and then, you know, you're kind of looking at a similar situation with Brock where, you know, you're kind of thinking the same thing. Oh, like, look at what he can do. Like, imagine what, what else he can do. Do we know if this is Brock Purdy's ceiling or not? I I don't know. That's the question, right? And so that's kind of what they need to ask themselves. And again, thankfully, they don't have to make a decision on him being that franchise guy right now. So they have the time. But 
as of right now, he's the leader of the clubhouse. That's what, that's all we know. That's all we know. <laughs> and to clarify, I don't want to deter anybody from getting behind Brock Purdy. And, and you know, again, I don't care who the quarterback is as right. long as they win the damn Super Bowl. Like, I don't care. I really don't. Right now, what we're doing is we're doing what content creators and the media is doing is talking about this because there's still so much up in the air. And that's the best part about talking about sports is hypotheticals. I'm good with that. I'm not trying to deter you from thinking that that if you have in your heart or you in your mind that Brock Purdy's the guy. I am just trying to ask you to exercise a little bit more caution because we've seen this same sort of discussion around Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, we've got the guy. And you know what? Let's take it a little bit further. Let's take it a little bit further. Let's go further back. You know, a lot of people thought Colin Kaepernick was the guy after one or two years. And you know what? That didn't work out. Jeff Garcia was, was you know, supposed to be a guy that could stick around. That didn't work out. Those are year sample sizes. This one and the Jimmy Garoppolo one feel a lot closer because it's five and eight games. Now, one was a veteran, one's a rookie. Obviously, you can differentiate from that. But 49er fans that are just so like, I know this is what's going to happen, and I know he's the guy. I don't know how you can be so sure. While you can still be optimistic and say, I believe in the kid. You know, he can grow. I'm optimistic. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that history would point you in the direction of caution. And that's all I'm really trying to say here. I agree. And, you know, it begs the question, as, as Rob asks here in the uh -huh. background, if Kyle Shanahan kept Kaepernick, would he even be in this situation? Mm, that, we, I mean, we could have like a whole hour discussion about <laughs> I know, that. I mean, like, there's so uh, much. I, I just, like, Rob, Rob knows what he's doing. That's good content right he there. He would have um, like a, he'd probably have a career-ending injury at this point. <laughs> oh, no, not you too. Come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> not you just, too with that. I'm, a lot of no, because I just at... see people... I see people saying that all the time on Twitter. I see it on the comments all the time, but they're just like, it doesn't matter. The guy's not going to play the whole season. And it's just like, this is where we are now at this know, point. With this. But, but you know why? Do you know why I say that? It's not because I think that, you know, I, I feel like Kyle Shanahan doesn't really know how to use uh, guys with, uh, with that running ability. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's, again, maybe it's just, this Trey Lance thing because he he thought he was quicker than he actually is and he can't really get to the outside like he would have wanted um but I don't know if you look at his his track record it doesn't look good with with well, some of those mobile guys let's be fair the the quarterback injury thing has been happening far longer than before yeah. Kyle Shanahan was here. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. Um, when you look at the number of, what is it? A quarterback hasn't played every single year. How long? And again, that's been something happening, right? So again, look, regardless of whatever it is that you think of what I'm saying today, regardless of what it is, whatever it is, you're going to twist into what I'm saying. Let me clarify one more time about John Lynch's comments and everything that's going on with the quarterback position. Today's March 27th. Today's comments are reflecting how they feel on March 27th. Nothing that was said by John Lynch was surprising. Nothing is final on March 27th. There's still OTAs. There's still mini camp. There's still training camp. Brock has to heal properly. Brock has to get back to the guy that he was. All of these things have to happen if you automatically are going to say today, March 27th, was the day that Brock Purdy was hailed as the starter when he's leader of the clubhouse at this point. I think, again, we find ways to freak out about many things, me especially, but I don't think this is one of them. 
I think it's an interesting conversation point, and it's an interesting study of where teams' mindsets are on certain dates and how there's so much still up in the air. And I do agree with Steph. Trey Lance has an uphill battle. He has an uphill battle. That's it. So, again, a lot of things need to happen. Purdy needs to get healthy. Purdy needs to get back to being that guy. Purdy's got to play better than Trey Lance and, and Sam Darnold, I guess, at this point. Let's just throw him in there. All of this stuff still has to play itself out. So right now to sit here on March 27th, Brock's going to be fine for training camp. Brock's going to be the starter week one. Brock's going to do this. At, how do you know? You're not a doctor. Neither are we. They're giving optimistic updates. But again, as 49er fans, I expect you to exercise caution on being that optimistic about injuries and everything going well for the quarterback position. There's my rant stuff. Yeah, no. And and so we'll we'll go from this rant to to the next because I mean there is some oh, other news that happened o- over I the weekend. You. I feel like we covered everything that John Lynch said today, right? Yeah. All right. Cause I'm I'm excited for I I was looking forward to it. I was like after that news dropped, I was like, man, bully ball's about to be a movie. Cause we got some kicker news to talk about and Jay's probably going to go off for like, no. you know, 10, 20 minutes, even no. though he says he hates kickers, but he could go on forever. about. Them. Don't set, don't, don't gas this up. Cause I'm going to disappoint you. I promise you. All right. Well, the 49ers, they traded for a kicker, uh, Zane Gonzalez of the Panthers. And it makes sense from the Panther standpoint because they resigned uh, Pinero. So, Zane Gonzalez, who was hurt last season, was going to be released. Then the very next day, we get the news that the 49ers traded for him. I did not like this at first because I was like, okay, if, if he's if you're just gonna cut him, then why why the 49ers make a trade for him if he was just gonna be cut? All right, but then I said that on um on Twitter. My tweet got 60 replies. I didn't know people like I, I I knew that people were passionate about, you know, trolling you about kickers, but I didn't know that people were actually like passionate about kickers. Like I got 60 responses of people, most of which were telling me like, this is this is a great move. What? What if they just didn't want to pay his contract? This is awesome. It's just a seventh round pick. So I get it. I get it, Jay. I get the frustration because, like, I I had never said – I had never really spoken ill about kickers on my timeline mm-hmm. before like that. Mm-hmm. And people came at, at me all crazy. So I was mm-hmm. like, I can't even imagine what your mentions were looking like. Steph, I'm going to keep this quick. My initial problem with kickers was the fact that Robbie Gold asked to be traded when you're a damn kicker and they had to use a franchise tag to keep him around. How dare you? You're not a football player. It doesn't matter. Salute, salute to Robbie Gold. Uh, wherever you go, good. Um, and I hope this is over with. Nothing. There's two things that 49er fans do better than any fan base in this world. Argue with each other about the quarterback position and talk way too long about kickers. I don't care. It's, <laughs> I, this is over. I hope it's over. I hope I don't have to do any. Don't care. Zales, pick the ball through the uprights and be seen and not heard. Don't care. Don't care. Don't want to speak your name anymore. And if they do bring someone else in, I don't care. Whatever. May the best kicker win. I'm done, Steph. I really, this is the last time I want to talk about this. It is really annoying because it's gone from being a joke to people dead serious, yeah, like you said, going crazy about kickers. Who cares? Who cares? Zane Gonzalez, oh, good luck, buddy. Make every single kick. Just know I'm in the wings waiting if you miss. 
<laughs> and you know what's crazy, and, and sorry for you, Jay, this isn't even the last of the 49ers kicker nope. news that we're going to get this offseason because like they're going to bring someone else in for competition. We know that much. But look, from the standpoint of – I know we don't want to talk about kickers too long. I'll just, I'll just say this. From the standpoint of the fact that, okay, you get Zane Gonzalez on the contract that he was already on, Mm-hmm. All right. It is a seventh round, conditional seventh round pick swap. Mm-hmm. Ooh, who the hell cares about that? I'm fine with it. Like after after I thought about it, I was like, okay, I get it. Fine. He's going to be way cheaper than Robbie Gold. I think we can all agree that that's a good situation for the 49ers. And if they do bring someone else in who I think we can assume at this point will probably be a rookie. It's still going to be a cheaper option than, you know, Robbie Gold. So, fine. I'm I'm cool with it. It was fine. I hope it's done. Okay. Uh, I mean. Yeah, that's man. That's it, man. Good luck, Zane. I don't Come care on, anymore, man. Steph. Steph, Steph, I put, too, I put in far too much work watching tape, trying to better myself and be better as an analyst to have this be my M.O. I, it's it's not a joke anymore. I don't care anymore. Yeah, please I, stop. I don't care about kickers anymore. Leave me alone, please. You, leave me alone. When something ki- when something kickers happens, don't at me on Twitter. I don't care. I really don't. Good for you, Zane Gonzalez. Make every kick now. I don't care. I don't care. All right. So having said that, I know that that's what everybody wants me to hear. It wants to hear me talk about for some reason, and I don't like that. This is my brand. I really don't. I put in far too much work about actual football players than for this to be my brand but either way good for you saint gonzalez i hope you make every single kick but either way today was a very fun exercise steph and i think 40 minutes in i think this is a good place to to end off now now listen this was simulcast on all three of our youtube channels my channel steph's channel and the gold standard network channel make sure that you guys are subscribed to all three have notification bells on um for all three of us a lot of content still coming down the pipeline i mean I didn't think anything was going to happen today at this owners meeting, even though this this John Lynch, Brock Lynch, oh, John Lynch, Brock Lynch, Brock, Brock, Brock Purdy uh, quote felt like it was something that was inevitable. Um, didn't really shock me at all, but it did warrant us to leave this. Subscribe to the channel to the Gold Standard uh, Podcast Network wherever you get all your audio podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jason Aponte two one zero three Steph at Steph forty nine K, and make sure you're following the Gold Standard Twitter page. So, for Steph for Jay, we're out of here. Peace.